I might have had a name once, but now I am simply a number, a designation. My assignments for the British Security Service take me all over the globe and frequently beyond it. I've had many names, but you may know me as X06 Future Spy. This episode, Dedushka. Mr. Smith, I find you guilty of the new and recent charges presented. Your sentence, however, remains unchanged from our last encounter in this court. You will be taken away and executed. Your method of dispatch to be transmitted on state television. Guards, get ready to send him away. Do you have any final comments, Mr. Smith? Politeness requires I keep most of them to myself, Your Honour. I will say one thing, though. I don't know whether this fiction you've all concocted of me assassinating the great Russian general is true or not, but if it is, I escaped execution last time, and I'll do it again this time. There has only been one breakout from my prison. I will not allow a second. Someone's going to end up with egg on their face again, Governor. Take him away. I strongly recommend you make the most of the next 24 hours, Mr. Smith. They will be your last. I would like to be able to explain to you exactly what is happening here, but I myself am also mystified. I only know that I was arrested while on an unauthorized visit to the Red Block, and some of the locals here seem to think that they already know me, from my last visit in which I apparently assassinated a general and escaped punishment. That was news to me. To what end such a fallacy is being pushed, I am not cognizant, but that has to be some kind of fit-up. The alternative, that I somehow completed some dirty work here and totally forgot about it, seems somewhat unlikely. Yet the more time I spend here, the more believable that seems to be becoming. I'll be executed if I'm still around at 2pm tomorrow, so it seems prudent to make a move. The convict has attempted to escape. Get after him, now! I don't expect to get far, but to hell with it. I'm trying anyway. I burst outside into a small courtyard used for exercise and I am now confronted by a huge brick wall topped with barbed wire. It stands between me and the Soviet countryside. I take a running jump and just about get a hold on the top of the wall. I'm clinging on, my feet skidding against the brickwork and thin air as I try to get a foothold to pull myself up. Somehow I make it and painfully I climb to the top of the wall, gingerly avoiding a trail of barbed wire and I straighten up so I'm standing, king of the castle. I look downwards over the other side. Crisp virgin snow extends across the landscape towards a line of trees in the mid-distance. It's a long way down. You can't escape that way, convict. We'll see about that. Geronimo! I make jolly well sure I roll when I hit the ground, the alternative being a pair of broken legs or a snapped backbone. The snow cushions some of the fall, but not as much as I'd have liked. Where they'll be coming after me, I don't waste time, so I get up and start hobbling for the tree line. My footprints will certainly leave a trail for them to follow, but I don't have time to scrub them out. To be perfectly honest, I'm amazed that I've got this far. Stop right now, prisoner. 
You are about to run into the force wall. Force wall? What could he mean by that? I just ran full speed into a brick wall. At least that's what it felt like. Now I'm lying on my back staring up at the cloudless sky. I try to get up. My nose is bleeding. I can't quite work out what I ran into. There's nothing in front of me. I put my hand out and... There is an invisible wall in front of me. Desperately I try to feel my way around it, but it seems to go on forever. So I've no choice. I must go back. I turn but run into another invisible wall. This one is pushing me backwards. My feet slide on the snow. Stay very still, Mr. Smith, or the force wall will envelop you. What is this? I feel like I'm being pushed around by the invisible man. The latest in restrictive technology. It is experimental. My operator back in the prison is ionizing the molecules of air around you, making them momentarily solid. It is beaming out from the dish mounted on the wall over there. That's very impressive. I once saw a prisoner crushed to death by an operator error. Let us all hope such an accident does not occur again now, eh, Mr. Smith? I'm sure you'd just hate to see me crushed to death, wouldn't you, Governor? Confidentially, no, I would not be upset. And if you try to escape again before your execution tomorrow, I will have sufficient grounds to terminate you myself. <laughs> Shall we go back inside? After you. Boris, drop the force wall. Yes, Governor. I really wasn't asleep. It must be, what, 6am? 7? I could use a clock in here. What does your dedushka look like? My grandfather. I don't have... Well, he's... he's old. White, probably. Grey hair. Close enough. You have visitor. Come with me. The guard leads me down the grey and green painted corridors into a holding area and we come to a stop outside a door to a small interrogation room. Through a reinforced glass window on the door, I see a white-haired elderly man, bordering on frail, seated at a small table, waiting. He wears fingerless gloves and a scarf. He sees me in waves, almost comically. I can't say I recognise the fella. Go inside. You have five minutes. Hello, uh... Grandfather? A necessary deception, dear boy. Regulations here approve a visit from a relative on a prisoner's execution day. That was the only way in which they'd let me in here to see you. I guessed as much. I take it we can talk freely. I have a tiny transmitter concealed in my wristwatch that disrupts any bugging devices. Most ingenious. Very well. Turn your face away from the window and the door in case they can lip-read. Who are you and what do you want? No need to take that turn with me, dear boy. I am Professor Lorimer Ashby, representing the British Security Service. We have met before, though I feel certain you won't remember me. That does seem to be happening a lot lately. I beg your pardon? It's not important right now. I would imagine you would like to know what I'm doing out here, and why they sent me. It had crossed my mind. Mr. Brolly is concerned about you. 
deeply concerned. I'll bet he is. I am a trained psychologist and therapist. We need to make an evaluation of your psychological state. What you need to do is get me out of this damn prison. You must be under extreme mental stress. Have you been tempted to reveal anything to the Red Block authorities? I'm very tempted, Professor. As a matter of fact, I'd go one step further and say if you don't get me out of here, and if I find myself perched upon the electric chair about to get fried, I'll squeal like a pig. I'm told my execution is to be televised. That could be quite embarrassing to His Majesty's government. That's interesting. I'd made a note here to suggest that I'd felt you to be impervious to the threat of death. Are you really that afraid of dying? My thoughts and feelings have nothing to do with you. You think? You must try to see this from our perspective, dear boy. You wander off without clearance behind the Iron Curtain and are silly enough to get caught. Thank goodness they don't really seem to know who you are. I must tell you, young man, that Mr. Brolly is seriously considering leaving you to your fate, and you're here to decide if I'm worth saving. Is that right? Yes, I had noticed previously that you were a perceptive fellow. Now, dear boy, you mentioned something earlier about forgetting. Tell me, are you experiencing any issues with your memory? No. Perhaps a sense of déjà vu, like you'd been here before. There's some strange attempt going on to break me. The governor and another prisoner claim I've been here before. Oh? And what is your response to that? It's nonsense. It has to be. Good. Good. Time for visitors is finished. Come on. Well, visiting time at the zoo is over, I see. Don't fret, dear boy. I'm sure we'll do all that we can for you. Can I have that in writing? You have a strong sense of humour, I see. You can stick that in your notes as well. I wish they'd given me a clock. I know it's morbid, counting down the hours, but at least then I'd know where I stood how long I had left. It must be, what, three or four hours now until it's all over? It's ironic, but it's the not knowing that's killing me. Hello? Pavlik? Are you there? Gone. Hello? What's this? I peer out of the door that just seems to have magically opened. There's no one out there. The lock must have been accessed electronically. What is this? I asked myself. Is this a lifeline being thrown by Professor Lorimer Ashby in the British Security Service? They might have arranged a computer error in the door control unit to assist in my escape. Another thought occurs to me. This could be the governor's doing. One more escape attempt, and he gets to use terminal force on me. This could simply be him providing just the excuse he needs. I should risk it and make another run for it. But this time, ensure the force wall is sabotaged first. Yes, this is too good an opportunity to turn down. And yet, there are people here that could help fill a huge gap that appears to exist within my memory about what happened here years ago about the assassination of General Ivanov. Crucially, my role in that. I had doubted that I had any part in that affair until the professor turned up here to interview me. 
The British Security Service doesn't care about my well-being. They just want to know what secrets I've remembered. That's what troubles them. Some kind of grandfather he turned out to be. I can't shake the feeling I'm being strung along like a puppet by my own people. But I can't be sure. But if I get out of this prison, away from here, never to return, I'll never know. So, I gently push the door closed, then sit back down and surrender myself to fate. Exo-6 Future Spark, Dedushka was written and performed by James Baxter. Music by Mr. Brown. Next episode. My old friend.